said all I need life. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be a bit of a shit show. <laughs> I'm going to try to work through some stuff with you guys um, in hopes that I'm able to help anybody out there that's listening. I've been having a lot of people reach out to me recently asking me for advice um, with starting a brand or just advice on how to keep skateboarding in your life and to be a part of skateboarding, the community of it, or just I've had people reach out to me asking how they could help and contribute and um, yeah, and I've had I've had a couple people ask me recently too, like how is it I'm able to do what I'm able to do, you know? How I'm able to run all I need and do the New England Am and sponsor and help support skateboarders and so today is going to be my attempt to kind of explain the things that happen uh, in my life and how I reacted to them and how ultimately I've just tried to keep skateboarding in my life for myself and those around me. So I'm going to try to explain it to you and the business side of things and the way that it's all worked out. It's not like I had a plan or anything. I let, Let's start at the top, man. So... As most of you guys know, I got sponsored when I was maybe 17, 16, 17, and uh, was fortunate to be supported by Fibro, Steve Rodriguez, shout out, he's been on the podcast, if you go back to the beginning, you can listen to Steve, he's a, a mentor to me, he's someone I really look up to and admire as a human, uh, but also his business uh, approach is amazing to me as well. I just learned a lot from Steve. He's someone I admire a lot. And uh, he helps support me. And, and that's something I think we need to talk about, right? As a skateboard communi community or just as skateboarders, like, we need to figure out what sponsorship means, you know? So I feel like there's a lot of people out there that think sponsorship's one thing or it's that or I guess it could be whatever. But for me in the beginning, sponsorship was Steve Rodriguez introducing me to the Fibro team and giving me a shot to skate with them and hang out with them and get to know them. And that had nothing to do with tours, money, free stuff. It was just like I sent a sponsor me tape. Needed some appreciation from someone because I was working really hard at my skating. I was very focused, very determined and driven. I wanted to do cool stuff in skateboarding, you know? And I wanted to, like, I saw all these other people that were killing it and had been contributing to skating and building up stuff and doing sick shit together. And I was just like, it'd be so cool to be a part of that or to, like, at least get recognition that I'm working hard at my own skating and that I'm going through what they went through. And it's like... I don't know, it just felt cool to be able to connect with other skaters, even especially older skaters that were already been into it and already doing it. It meant a lot that they were like, yeah, dude, we get what you're doing. Like, you're you're killing it, you're shredding, you want to help. I think that's the first step of sponsorship is wanting to help. You got to want to help, you know? Like, why? I don't know where the connection is there, but like... Before sponsorship, I think you should want to help skateboarding grow, like the community of it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, is like, a lot of people get into certain things thinking they just want to get sponsored, and that's their ultimate goal, is get sponsored or whatever. And that's fine, that's fine. I mean, you had, I had that ambition to get sponsored for sure. Um, but, you know, that's just a shallow ambition, <laughs> is to get a sponsor. I think a harder one would be to sponsor yourself, you know, like to be able to have balance in your life, have people around you that have balance in their life and are focused on good things like skateboarding and creating and helping those around them and turning other people on around to skating and finding ways to work together and create cool events for people to go to and um, just things to do, you know, like in skating where you can be artistic and expressive and creative together as professionals as uh, people that have developed and grown and have skills and can share with each other and inspire each other. Like, that's all that side still, you know, like, nothing about sponsorship in there. 
yeah, I'm going to go off on a lot of tangents and <laughs> lose my th train of thought probably. But yeah, so Fibro was super cool to me, man. Steve, those dudes were so cool to me. They saw a dysfunctional little kid who was probably a little too excited, a little too too uh, ambitious and wanted to work hard and like, I don't know. But they were cool to me, man. That felt like my first sponsor because like, more than a sponsor, I felt like a family after a while, because those dudes, thick and thin, you know, we traveled, we weren't traveling in luxury or anything, we are just in a fucking van, jammed in there, going to demo to demo, shredding and meeting people, and uh, just being gross, it's all young dudes, actually Perry, Perry Morgan was in the van too, so it wasn't all dudes, there was a lady amongst us savages, <laughs> Susky, Dan Pencil, Moretti, Tato, Feliciano, Pat Gadotti, there's so many, Emmett Bennett, John Hoisington, Ryan Weibest, I'm gonna miss people, I'm gonna miss out, I'm gonna not name everyone, Mark Nardelli, but these guys are all legendary dudes that just charge for skateboarding, and they let me be a part of that, I make tons of noise when I'm at the skate park or in public or in other skaters, I'm always like chirping and making weird noises and stuff, and that's something I picked up from Fibro, because they would always just take over a whole skate park. They, me, us, you know, we'd just go and it would just be everyone shredding and then they would just like come in and it was like, you're not going to sit back and watch us skate. You're going to skate with us. And it's just like we stayed at places way too long and we're rambunctious and made noises and like, so I still do that to this day. I just like make tons of noises. <laughs> My own noises, they're weird as fuck. Everyone has their own noise when they're skating. When someone lands, someone's like, choo, 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 and whatever it is, you know? <laughs> but yeah that that was like cool man and then from there a lot of opportunities happened and I was able to get sponsored and get paid for skateboarding and I, I was focused on my skating but at the same time I got paid by companies that you know Fibro wasn't a small brand and they couldn't afford to really pay their riders at that time I'm not sure where they're at now but at that time it was just like you'd try to they'd help you get another sponsor maybe like a shoe deal or a clothing one where they might be able to help take you on trips or even give you a monthly check if you're lucky, you know? And a lot of that depended on how much you wanted to work for it, you know? Like, some people get into skateboarding and they don't want to make it a job, and that's fair enough, because skateboarding isn't just a sponsorship or just a job or being pro, you know? I, that's why I'm always saying uh, that I think a lot of the pro skateboarders aren't even the ones that are marketing, marketed and promoted by companies. It's like the dude that works at the shop that keeps the door open and keeps it going, the skate shop, or the dude that starts the small brand and sponsors the people around, and uh, or the guy or the girl or whoever that throws the event that makes it inclusive and fun and rememberable and every year and it's consistent and dedicated and those are like true professionals you know like but yeah so i ended up getting an opportunity riding for bigger companies and getting a paycheck and uh it was amazing you know because i was like this is an opportunity that i at that time i was dealing with my family and i basically just left because everything was falling apart and like i i was living with my friend's family um, Ryan Tool, shout out the tools, Eric Tool. Um, all you guys are amazing. Joanne, she was their mom and she would just like let me stay there and clean my clothes and feed us and just be a mother, you know. But they just took on another person and that was fucking, I was so thankful for that. And uh, so, I, yeah, I was like, yeah, there's an opportunity to make money while I'm skating. I'm doing that, you know? Because I just wanted to skate all the time. It's like therapy. It's like. It's more than that. It's everything. I keep. I don't want anyone to say it's one thing because it's one thing for me and one for another, you know. And sometimes it's multiple things for you. Like sometimes it's an escape. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's play. Whatever, you know. Sometimes you don't even want to touch your fucking skateboard. But it's there, you know. That's the beauty. It's like that thing's still there. Can't beat it. It's fucking hard. And um, yeah, so we did that. A lot of cool shit happened. Fast forward so I can get... And then, uh... Then the recession hit. And then there goes the skateboard money. Because the companies... You know, they weren't... You know, organic... They might have been organic at one point, but they weren't owned by the people that created it for... Yeah, that's fair to say. 
and uh you know their motivations lie in money or, or numbers or whatever i mean everyone has a bit of that but when the recession hit i, I don't know they dropped their skateboard program which was foolish because i feel like the brand was built by skateboarders and artists you know like those are your roots you gotta support them you know the same thing that made it epic then will carry it forward you know like if it's strong and everyone's intact and working towards growing something you know so that's like a lot of what brand what it was and so i was riding for them and then the recession hit and then i needed to get a job because in life you have to work and we know this sounds like common sense i guess but like that's still a really hard transition to get a job. L luckily, I've had jobs. Like, I've always had to struggle. Like, even when I was living with my friend's family, I would still dishwash and job. Like, I never wanted to be a burden. I want to carry my weight, you know? Like, that's a burden. That's a responsibility that we have to take on as we grow, grow from a little kid and then come into the world where we're supposed to be adults, you know? Like, you take on responsibility, and you don't bitch and moan, you just, you take it on as like, this is gonna, I'm gonna carry my own weight, that way I'm not a burden on anyone. That's something I've learned, you know, and half the issue with my mother was that she was a burden. She couldn't keep her own shit together, and she had five kids, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and she would just fall apart. And I know there's tons of reasons to justify it and be like, yeah, this is why something like this happens and why they do that again and again and again. But like ultimately, if you keep doing unproductive stuff in life, it's hurting you, which hurts everybody else, you know, and it hurts your own experience. So it's like you got to find a way to to be productive and find things to work towards goals and things to aspire for and you have to think long term you have to aim like one day you're going to be 70 and how would i want life to be when i'm 70 nobody wants to be like friendless miserable alone <laughs> nobody <laughs> bored bored you know, I think that's why like traveling so important. Work, it's work is super important too. That's like something when you're a kid you don't realize, or maybe you do, but like the thing is, you need experience and you need to work and you have to do something with your time that like you necessarily don't want to do, but there's purpose in it. You know, like there's people that do it every day. We work. You know, like it's not like. No one wants to just work a job, but they want to work a job that they've created on something that, or with someone, or together with things they care about and believe in, you know? But we still have to learn to work, you know? Like, and a lot of people want to skip that step and get, like, a, be sponsored for fooling you, you know? Like, trying to fool the world into sponsoring them or something, you know? I guess that's one way to do it, but... I think work is way different, you know, because you work, you got to work for someone else and you got to realize that they're buying your time and, you know, and you work for them and then that you're serving, you know, that's like valuable. It's humble. Humility keeps you grounded to like, and you work a job and some people work jobs just because like, you know, they work jobs they hate. They're in situations where they're stuck. Because they have a child or they have something, but they take on the responsibility and they're trying to find a way. Like nowadays, I feel like more and more people are trying to find a ways to like, to like maybe use the technology to create a job for themselves. Even if it's a one day, one day is a job where you make money doing something you enjoy that that could free you from that bondage of someone else owning your time. Ultimately, we're responsible for our time, you know. It's our time. And when we go, it's gone. It's it's gone, you know? So we have to figure out what we want to do with our time, you know? We have seven days a week, you know? And I think work should be in there, you know? Along with fun, leisure, play. Like, yeah. It's weird. The thing that... Sorry about all the tangents. I don't know why I keep apologizing. But the thing to me that's strange is... uh. 
It's just hard, you know? Life's hard. It's fucking hard. But it's, like, very rewarding. It's, like, unbelievably rewarding. It's hard. It's a challenge. It's a really fucking challenge. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's, like, you want it to be, too. You know what I mean? You don't want the ride to be just so easy. Because it's long, or it can be long, you know? So you want to have valleys and peaks. Highs and lows. So you can feel it. But you want to steady the ship as you get older. Or that's what you would think, you know? But when you're young, you want to experience the highs and lows, you know? And the lows involve work. <laughs> Washing dishes. Wiping other people's shit, you know? It's the whole ride experience is the work. Even when you get what you want, you still got to work at it. And you got to work. Like, the great thing is to find, not to escape work... But to have purpose in your work and what you do with your time and your effort, <laughs> what you aim at, you know? Yeah, so jobs, dishwashing jobs, all this stuff. Um, and then when the recession hit, I found, well, my friend connected me with a screen printing in apparel um spot so a warehouse basically and they have the capability of screen printing and embroidery they do everything actually they have vinyl they print stuff out they do all types of crazy stuff but um i got a job and that was weird you know like i was a pro skateboarder making money and uh people knew me as that so there was like that worry that like i don't know that people would look at me like which is weird to say right it probably wasn't even there but in my head it was like is this a step backwards? Like, even though I'm used to work and every time the bottom falls out, I'm ready to fucking work. You know what I mean? Like, learn and grow. And, like, I mean, I'm ready to work all the time. But, like, if the, if your dream's not paying out, man, you got to get to work. You can't just sit around and fucking wallow and get drunk and miserable and just... Some people do that, you know? Not everyone, but, like... And you, we have it in us to do that. I've had times where I've gone into depression and... Just over, like, other stuff, you know, and just, like, not been able to pick myself up for long periods of time and bed a burden, you know, on someone else. So that's part of us, you know, like, um, but yeah, I got a job, and it was hard, it was a weird transition, but I kind of liked it, because it was new, I like new, because uh, for years and years and years, all I did was skateboard, I skated so much, because I was getting paid to skateboard, you know what I mean? Like, it's a dream come true, literally. Just getting paid to skateboard like your, all your time. But it was also not good for me. Because I just would be hurt all the time. You know? Like, I didn't have balance as a young person. That's the thing. is like, you see these people, they get ridiculous checks and everything. And it's, it's and they get it all at a young age. And then you see, like, oh, man, it's just building bad habits in these people. And they're going to fall. It's like, build them up just to not, like, you stunt their youth and make money off of it, and then you just fucking leave them to the wolves. <laughs> that used to happen a lot, man. You think about child stars and stuff like that. Not just in skating, but but that still probably ha is happening, you know? Like, people gotta develop. <laughs> and heaven right away all the time is just not a good way to go about it. You can't, there's no struggle in that, you know? Like. Life is a progression. You gotta grow and struggle and keep learning and figure it out, you know? Um, this job is sick. So I got... Sorry. Sorry. So I'm gonna stop saying sorry right now. I'm gonna say that right now. Stop it. Um, it's just a habit. But it probably makes me seem like an asshole. But, um... Yeah, so we fucking... Get introduced to this place, get a job. I'm in finishing, which is just at the end of the belt, basically. So there's a screen printing machine, and you sit at the end. So it's basically the screen printers are on one end, and in between us is a big heater. Because you screen print the shirt, and then you send it down the heater. And we have a big, long heater. And it's basically like standing in front of a fucking uh, pizza oven all day. It's really hot, and you're folding in your counting shirts, and you're boxing them up, and... You're making sure they get out there. So I started there. And now I was dump, jumping in the dumpster. Thanks to Dave. Old man Dave. Come to the... He owned the place. And he would have me jump in the dumpster to like push it down and shit like that. <laughs> keep me out there. <laughs> he was trying to keep me humble. <laughs> Fucking A. 
sometimes I'd be out there so angry. I'm like, why the fuck am I in this dumpster right now? Especially because, like, I always try to work really hard, you know, and stay focused and helped. And that was just, like, sometimes so brutal, just getting in the dumpster. <laughs> like, god damn it. But whatever, you know. Do it. Um, I get into it, man. Finishing was whatever. You can get good at it and figure out how to do it and take on more responsibilities. Start doing shipping and stuff like that. I brought in World Industries Apparel and all I need apparel. That way we... All the online store sales go through there in the shops, and they produce all our garments and stuff, which is awesome because it helps support people um, that I care about that work there. Um, so I got started there. I guess that's I getting a little bit ahead of myself. Well, no, because I started all I need when I was still sponsored. I started making T-shirts. That's originally where I started the brand. It was just a small run of T-shirts. And then when the recession hit, I had my savings and I put it into skateboards. So we had t-shirts going and then the recession hit, lost the sponsors, got the job. And then I put it into making skateboards and that was awesome. So that was the start. That's when I realized too, I was like, I gotta like, I'm going to work for someone no matter what. Cause we're all connected and we got to work together. Like not working, <laughs> working in isolation is strange too, but but I also realized that I didn't always want to work for someone else, you know? And who knows? I may still. Who knows? Because, right, I still work at this screen printing and embroidery spot now. Sometimes I'm just going in to, like, do skateboard stuff, whether it's World Industries or All I Need, Order Online. I'll go in for the day and, like, work on that stuff and ship it out and get it all ready and make sure, you know, or I'm in there just talking to the people, um in embroidery screen printing and making some of the clothes and it's so fun to film too if you go to our youtube channel you can see um the times i went into the warehouse where i work and you know i'd record the screen printer their embroiderer making our stuff which is so cool to me it's insane to have like an idea and like maybe like we work with an artist too peter and he would uh he, he makes all the art you know and like to be able to put his creation onto a t-shirt or make it digitalized and like embroidery is so sick every time it's just a, like hypnotic to watch and it's fun to film and the people that work there are fucking awesome and they're really really cool and work really hard you know dedicated people so or sometimes i'm just in there and there's so many other brands like all the other jobs that get done in that place and i just am working on other people's dreams all day like and that's how i look at it i'm like this is their brand this is their brand you know obviously there's some brands are like whoa this is they have some big like big stuff you know like um come in there and like it's not like a homegrown brand but it's like sports or something like the patriots or red Sox. And even at that i'm still kind of like i feel responsible because i know how many people like those sports and those things you know and even if it's owned by corporations or whatever but there's like so many people involved you know and like this i don't want to fuck up their heritage you know <laughs> so i'm like try to you know do a good job making sure everything looks good packages you don't want to ruin the business you know if someone slacks at their job or they don't care enough and they don't realize they're connected to everyone else and their job and their paycheck and like or they carry themselves. So it's crazy with work too because you go into a job and like it's not like anyone's getting paid like what they're deserving, you know, especially if it's like you know, a tough, you know, like a low level job, I guess. Like it's like you go in there and it's like they're going to pay you is, you know, cuz they're giving you a shot sort of, you know, like they didn't know how well my work ethic was or whatever, you know? So they pay you minimum wage and minimum wage nowadays is like struggle street i imagine dude ridiculous i just feel like people when you you never really get what you earn if you work for someone else and you can get what you what you you might you might have the chance to get what you earn which means like the effort you get rewarded properly for your effort into something you know so if you work for someone else it's going to be really hard i guess but that's why I started All I Need. I was like, we gotta, we gotta like, start this brand. That way, it's, it's just like we have this for skateboarding. That's what it was. Cause I was super worried. Cause like I rode for all these corporations, these big brands, 
and then the recession hit, and now I'm getting this job, and skateboarding has always been my therapy, and my escape, and my, like, community, and my... It's, I've always really appreciated skateboarding for just to be able to do it, you know? Like, I've even, to the point where I have abused that, you know, where I was always hurt, or I'm just, like, using it too much as a crutch, you know? So, like, I just was, like, terrified. I was like, I don't want to lose skateboarding, you know? And you think about people that are older that let go of their dream. You know, you always see those or hear those stories, and you're like, I don't want to let go of skateboarding. Like, I don't even know how to. How the fuck could one do that? And I, you know, I, I had pro boards and shoes from those sponsors, and they, it was amazing, but it's, it's all, it was all gone, you know, so like, I was just like, did they strip me, am I, am I not a pro? I know it sounds trivial, now, <laughs> but to me, as a young person, and going through all this experience and this ride, I was like, wait, am I not pro now? Like, all these years of, like, my sweat, my dedication, my, like, focus and drive. Because, like, I tried to hang on to skateboarding and I tried to do it as much as possible and fully experience the ride fully. Like, I did some stuff on my board that, like, I pushed myself past the limit, you know? We all do at times, you know? But, like, f for a sponsor, though, I did that because I wanted to, like, really see how far I could go with what my opportunity was. Like, I knew I had an opportunity to get paid to skateboard, and I was like, that doesn't happen to, like, I knew how, like, rare that was in, in regards to, you know, the numbers of people, you know, and I just didn't want to, like, I kind of didn't want to let myself down, and I didn't want to let other people down, because I had so many people telling me, like, awesome things, because they're like, wow, you're, how are you doing this, how have you managed to, like, you know, and I'm like, I just keep going, I'm just kind of on faith at this point. But I always had work ethic to re rely on, you know, like, that's something that I, I hope that I'm able to get across is like, I don't want to tell people just to work. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is don't avoid work, learn from work to the point where you know how to work so efficiently and you have so many skills and you've used so many jobs to like figure out and then find purpose and find a reason why you want to work. And then when you do that, invest in that, whatever it is, whatever you're like, this brings me joy. This helps everyone around me. I feel like we know this, you know? I think it's just like... The world's not set up. It wasn't set up for that way, you know? So... And it was very... It was only for a few back in the day to live their dreams, you know? Like, I feel like we should be able to, to do that now. We should be able to build it. Like, that should be... The power of the individual. If you can build yourself up and work hard enough to the point where you can help others and other people that have done that too built themselves up and found purpose and drive, they can work together and make um, community and industry together, you know? Like, I don't know. I feel like it. we've been doing it, so I guess, I, you know, it's been amazing. A big part of the pie for me was uh, the Edge Indoor Skate Park. I gotta give Dave and Carol, like, a lot of credit. They, they've helped me out a lot, you know? And I've helped them out tremendously, but it's a, the local skate park near me. When, uh, when I had a chance to ride for Zeork, I kn knew I was moving back home because I was living out in Cali, and then I was like, I want to go back home, but the winters are so rough. I missed everyone on the East Coast in New England. I missed all the fucking attitudes and the... I missed... I don't know. Something about people from New England. It's just like... You got winter to contend with. And uh, you're stuck inside all the time. So, <laughs> or, or even if in the winter, if you go to the skate park, you're seeing each other more often than not. And people from all over the place, you know? And like, So it's like... And then... You just have to build up a certain type of... Uh, personality, I guess. New England people are amazing. <laughs> I miss them, you know? There's, like, some ruggedness to it as well. So I moved back home, and I moved to near the skate park because I needed the skate park there. Uh, Skater's Edge. It was... They, it's originally Skater's Edge, but they ended up changing it to the Edge because they want to democratize it for everyone because the bikers were... There's a lot of bikers that go there, too. 
but whatever. People call it both. Even the bikers call it Skater's Edge, which is funny. Which I think is good, because skateboarding is what got that skate park open. Because Dave and Carol's son, Nick Audley, who shreds. I wish he would shred more. Or, yeah, or just film it so I could see it. Or I love skating with him, too. But uh, it was his spark that got that park to open. And then skateboarders worked there and built it up and did all that, so... But that place has been key, man. I love those people. They've helped me out more than, you know, and 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 uh, it's reciprocal because I've tried to help them out with marketing and promoting and sharing. I do all their social media, uh, do their social media accounts, and I create all the events and print out all the flyers and stuff. They have other people helping with Instagram as well, though. But yeah, that place is amazing, you know? I was like, we need to safeguard this place, this skate park. Like, we gotta, no matter what, this place has to go, keep going, you know? It's gotta live, live on, because we need this place in the winter, so we're connected. There's not that many parks, indoor parks here. Um, yeah. But this one's, like, kind of crucial. Let me take some, let me drink some coffee. Yeah, and since we had the skate park, and, uh, I'd work there and do other stuff, I just... I've been trying to you to kind of to kind of use that place to network with skateboarders or anybody for that matter because there's scooters and people that ride bikes and roller skates. Let me just say, roller skates are one of the sickest things. I love roller skates. I wish I could see more of that. Like you know, like down south, like roller skating, four wheels on each foot. It's something about that looks sick. <laughs> They come to the skate park, though, these girls, they do roll the derby, and they just come around the skate park and film cool stuff. It looks so fun. But I've been trying to connect everyone with the skate park, because I'm like, it's cool. The skate park has a big following, you know? So I figured if I could use that following and point it at the people in the community, it would be sick, you know? You could kind of showcase all the young or older people doing epic things that skateboard or ride or whatever, you know, like, whatever you want to do. You could be out there unicycling, juggling. As long as you're out there participating and, like, doing good and helping and letting your heart beat is, like, so cool, you know? Like, that place is a sanctuary in the winter for sure. So many cool people. I've met so many people. It's, like, insane. My lady always gives me shit because she thinks I have a bad memory, but I'm just like, I don't think she realizes how many people we connect with, you know, on a daily basis or, you know, I think isolation is something that makes things rough too. If you're always by yourself too much, too much in your thought, because like when I was younger, that was more my style. And I have friends that skate that are more like that. I was talking to this dude at the park the other day, and he was kind of saying that. He's like, what do you... He he brought it up. He was like, how do you do what you do? And like, like with all the skateboard stuff, and how are you... Like you... He's like... And I was talking to him. I'm trying to tell him, like, all the people I talk with, the interactions, and like the podcasting, and the going to the park, and filming people, and connecting, and linking everyone up, and just like... And he was like, oh, yeah, like, he's like, yeah, maybe that's the difference. Like, he's like, I'm very introverted. Like, I, I can't, like, I'm intimidated by people like you that are just, like, not afraid to be outgoing and, like, make noises and shit, you know? <laughs> and I was like, I, honestly, I talked to him for, like, 20 minutes. At the end of it, dude, I was like, I don't know if you, like, <laughs> if you know what you're capable of. Because, like, that was a good podcast, 20 minute podcast. Because during the conversation, he's like, yeah, I just, like, couldn't imagine doing the podcast, you know? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? This is, like, the best one I've done in a while. There's, like, humi humility. You're being honest. We're talking about real shit. Like, I don't know. I just don't think he knew his potential, you know? Or he was denying it. That was one of the, So, like, he's an awesome dude, though, by the way, you know? Because it's hard to believe your own bullshit, you know? Like, when good things happen and, or someone tells you something good about yourself, it's hard to, like... Sometimes it's hard to fully, like, want to believe it, you know? Because, you know, we, we're all capable of, you know? It's like, there's an ego out there. People believe their own hype, smell their own shit, you know? And then they do stupid shit or say stupid shit because they're believing too much hype, you know? So there's, like, a balance in that, you know? That's what I told him. I was like, yeah, I just, like, 
you got to keep going. You got to get better and better. I don't ever want to let anyone down. If someone thinks something highly of me or nice or positive or whatever, I don't want to let them down. You know, like I feel like that's just part of like growing older. You know, like I that's another part of like I was always like yeah I, want, I always wanted to get older and I was like because I it would be sick to be like a seventy year old dude who's like found a way to like to like not be a burden and connect with tons of people and just be like yeah this life has been amazing to look back and to be like yeah this is unbelievable <laughs> like everything this whole stretch of time like not it doesn't even matter like as long as you can make enough money to cover your bills like and you're like 70 that would be amazing right there's so many other tragic stories you hear about life like that people get diseases or like just un un like horrible circumstances you know to not look at your life and be like holy shit i'm so thankful that i had these people and this these people around me and that we're all trying to do good and do better and like i need to keep like that should be pressure if you have people around you love that care about you and they're trying really hard and they're working and they're just trying to figure out life and progress and like they're trying to find balance so they can sustain that and keep it going into the future and build it more stable. Like that, those are the people that should that should be pressure on you to like rise up and and carry on tradition and try to help the collective. You know, on me. I don't mean you, but I'm talking to myself. I guess like I have to tell myself that. It's like I tell myself this shit. Like keep going. Like look how many other people are killing it. Like look how ha like there's ways to do it. We gotta find it. You know. Because, like, life gives you tons of reasons to hate it. There's tons of things. And people, too. Like, we're not perfect, man. Like, we say stupid shit. We make mistakes. And we fucking do evil shit at times. And unaware or sometimes aware. And, like, that shit causes craziness, you know? Like, and it, and it, and it infects pain, you know? Like, there's things that we're forced into. Like, there's still people getting locked up for ridiculous shit. That's, that's causing real pain and trauma you know like on life and people are doing that shit for profit and and that's why they haven't let go of these ways you know even though it's like i don't know <laughs> there's a lot of craziness going on in the world i feel like a lot of people a lot of people that have built businesses off of hurting people or like trapping people and like hurting them they don't want to let go of their ways you know like I don't know. Too much, anyways. Let's get back to track. <laughs> um, I mean, I went so off right there. But let me go back. To, I actually wrote down a bunch of stuff. Recession hit, got the job. Thankful for the sponsors beforehand. You guys helped me achieve the dream. That's what's so cool is like, now when I'm doing everything, it's like, yeah, I've already had the pro board. I've already had the pro shoe. Like, like, I have to help others now. I have to help others because, like, I've already received these gifts, you know? Like, that's awesome. I am very appreciative, like, for all those boards. Even when the recession hit and all that stuff went away, I was just like, damn, my dream, like, that was bigger than I could ever imagined. I dreamt big, but that was, like, so cool. I literally got to travel the world and all that stuff, and it was, like, just a fucking poor ghetto bullshit kid. <laughs> Like, seriously, a little kid, like, man, thank you to everybody. Can't believe you helped me, you know? Made that shit happen. It was, you allowed me to skate so much. And I know it's just skateboarding. Like, I know it's just skateboarding, but you guys helped me do that for a long time and actually make a living doing that. And we all did that together. The, everyone had a job, you know? The team manager, the filmers, the photographers... The accountants, like, everybody was working together for a cause, you know? Like, <coughs> hey, Elwood, I'm talking here. Stop. <coughs> Sometimes she freaks out when, like, cars go by or if someone pulls up. Hold steady. He won't stop barking, so I'm just going to... <coughs> Elwood, shh. Okay, I'm going to come right back. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry about that. I'm back. My lady came home. And I would, uh, whenever someone pulls up, he just goes crazy. He just barks. I don't know how to, if anyone has any dog advice, let me know. Because I can't figure out how to get him not to bark. It's insane. 
anyways, like I was saying, a lot of people really helped out, and I'm very grateful t for that, and we had cool jobs, and, uh, yeah, it was a fucking blessing, amazing, you know? Let me go back to my notes. Skate park. Yeah, it's, that skate park's been crucial in everything, in the sense that, like, I'm able to teach skateboard lessons, which is awesome, because that's a little extra money to put towards skateboarding, all I need. I do that on the weekends. Not as a job, but more as, like, it's so fun, you know? And I don't want to make it a job. I just want to do it when I can do it. And I usually can do it on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning. And nowadays, so many young people are getting into skateboarding. It's so cool, man. Like, 10-year-olds, boys, girls. Even, so, like, I have, there's kids that are, I think, like, 7 to, like, 16, 18, 16, 17, 18, like, and they're getting into skateboarding. And even, I've gotten older people, too, which is so sick. Like, people in their 30s, that's just like, I want to do something. And this seems so fun. And they want to learn safely with someone who, like, is going to show them, you know? Like, because, like, all my skateboard lessons are just trying to get someone to find balance on the board so that they can push and roll and cruise and then learn to carve. Like, we start at the very beginning, the fundamentals, you know? So, the edge, because of winter and just being able to have access to that place, I've been able to teach skateboard lessons there. And promote those lessons through the skate park, because they have a big following, and it's cool. that And people are asking for them, so they refer the lessons to me. And that's something I've kind of, like, passed on to my team riders, and for all I need in world is, like, yeah, you should create a flyer and put it at your local park for like lessons like it's a little side cash and you're also getting to meet people that are interested in skateboarding no matter the age that want to learn they find something awesome about it like you and then you can give them the experience of showing them how fun skateboarding is and how they can express themselves and they can you know, with a little bit of discipline and focus, they can end up rolling and surfing down the sidewalk, you know what I mean? And then build off of that into tricks and meeting people and, like, show them about the community and just make people become friends. And so we can all skate together and, like, different flavors and personalities and styles. And But, yeah, so that's, like, what my lessons are. is like a lot. Because skateboarding is just the vehicle to develop yourself, you know? Like, you challenge yourself through skating. That's what makes it so sick. That's why I was laughing at that fucking article I read by the Rolling Stones that said the millennials' extreme choice or sport of choice is scootering. It's just, it has the same disruptive spirit as skateboarding minus the steep learning curve. That's so ridiculous. You're basically saying that they're just doing the easier thing and in then in the, the fact that there's a lot of them doing the easier thing means that that's that you're promoting that you're saying that's what it is you know anyone who's ever skateboard knows the reason why they love skateboarding is because it's hard and you can't beat it you know and it's like there's people still trying but there's always different tricks you know Nigel might be the the on paper best skateboarder ever and he, i just watched his new part it was fucking insane i have to give that guy a lot of credit he's really pushing the boundaries you know but even at that, I bet if you ask him, there's something he just can't do the way he wants to do it on a skateboard. And it eats at him. I guarantee it. That's the question. It, when he comes on the show, that's the question I'm going to ask him. Like, what is it? Like, who's it? I guess, like, who's his influences? Or is he going to... I don't know him very well. Maybe I'm thinking the worst. But Or is he going to be very self-centered to the point where, just me, bro. I'm my own light, bro. Like, yeah, I get we're all our own light, but we're influenced by others, you know? <laughs> Those around us get inspired. Like, whether we want to admit it or not, we're all connected, you know? I don't think he... He's probably very humble. I've never met him. But I was just watching the new part. It's fucking insane. Dude's pushing it. Made me stoked, though. I was like, yeah, this dude's getting paid to just skateboard, and he's very talented, and, like, he's definitely not taking... He's definitely going for it, you know? He's definitely going for it to the scary point but I mean you know <laughs> there's a lot of dudes that are so gnarly that I think back to like dudes like there's Bam Margera that guy's he was like 
he he had a he, it was crazy because like his skating was like gnarly but not really like insane where he thought he was gonna die he skated a lot of transition and stuff but what made it gnarly was him was all the risk he was taking with the stunts and all that shit you know what i mean for the money it was like he was doing that because someone was willing to pay him him and his friends to do that that's so crazy to think it's kind of like freaks for oh sorry about the beeping i know it's been in the podcast lately but i'm in my i have like an extra room at my house where i store all the boards it's like um with a garage that's been converted when we bought the house or when as we're buying this house and uh there's no insulation so i'm always freezing so if you are if you listen to the podcast and you hear me like sound like i'm shaking it i am because i'm recording in a freezing room and that beeping is from our our internet box that i I think the battery's low and i gotta figure it out um all right back to track sorry let's see what i got on this list so the skate park oh yeah we do the new england am too at the edge which is amazing it's an annual contest that we built up we've been doing it for the last four years the next one's coming up i'm really hyped for that because we're actually going to divide it up so we're going to do a fall brawl first so that'll be for 14 and under 15 and over and ladies and that'll be sick I'll, we'll be able to focus full attention in the fall on that and then in november we'll do the open new england am which is for anybody all ages and uh, it'll be runs we'll do runs as well so we're going to switch it up so um yeah so that's i've been able to do that at the skate park you know because we're right in New England, and there's tons of states around, and there's tons of skate crews, and people working really hard and building skateboarding into their life, whether it be a skate shop or a brand or whatever, clothing, decks, like, or if they're just someone who has a skate crew and they want to get down, and there's a bunch of young dudes investing their time into skating and shredding and filming, filming video parts and creating content and, like, pushing the boundaries and and sharing that and being mentors and there's tons of parks around us like so there's so many skateboarders in, in this area and this so we have the new england am so that connects everybody in winter we all come there and it's like we've done it four years it's crazy and it's so cool because like we have some history we got like donnie barley here we got westgate we got don pierre we got pachinski's come manny like We've got pros coming out of Boston, and not Boston, well, Boston too, but New England, you know, like Connecticut, all over. And uh, so we all come together and sick. And there's a, so that, that's been really crucial, man. And with being able to help them with events, you know, I can do, I want to, we do the lock-in events, which are sick. Like everybody comes and rides all night. That one's rough. I can do it. It's so fun, but like usually I'm filming it. By the end of it, I lost my voice and like there's so many people zonked out. It's so funny. <clears throat> We're gonna do one soon. Yeah, and I'm able to like build up the next generation through the skate park. I'm a- I'm a- able to like talk to the kids, you know, like through the lessons and stuff, and the people that love skateboarding. I'm able to just talk to them and get to know them and and be able to. share what we're doing you know what i mean and that's so crucial the skate park is so crucial because it's just like a community and it's so amazing to be connected to it um let me see new england okay and then so then another thing i've been able to do to try to keep all i need going is uh which is skateboarding to keep going was the shetler show pocket the podcast obviously um cool things that happened because of the podcast one is i got invited to go to surf expo sick they heard the podcast they saw the episodes and everything we were doing and they invited me to come down to orlando florida and start interviewing people at the at the trade show for the podcast or for surf expo so that was sick that was i don't know that was i think my friend conrad might have hooked that one up he might have knew someone and was like, yeah, check out what this dude's doing. You should have him. And then they hit me up, which is so cool. So I went down there. And another cool thing that happened because of the podcast um, was I met Reggie Barnes, which is rad. And anyone who knows Reggie knows he's legendary. And he helped, he's been able to help me out with all I need in world through Eastern Skate Supply and selling our decks. So that was amazing because of the podcast. Um, and these things... 
I mean, and even the podcast too, like on top of that, just networking and meeting people and connecting and sharing ideas. Like I've talked to over 229 people or something like that now. And they're just, they're all legendary in some way. They've like, they've all contributed to skateboarding and all have unique approaches and styles and ways that they've been able to keep skateboarding going in their life and give back to skateboarding, you know? That has been tremendous personal growth for myself and the challenge of learning how to communicate and say what I mean, mean what I say, you know, because that's hard too, is, uh, is trying to say what you mean, you know, all the time. That's hard. You got to like look up because sometimes it's just like your emotion takes the best of you and you say some shit you don't mean, you know, it's like trying to learn restraint. And, and actually know what you mean, you know? It takes time, experience, that's growth. That's what we gotta do, you know? Like, keep growing, don't give up. Um, especially if you're starting a brand, which, you know, you are a brand right away. Your life is worth more than a brand, so... Whatever you do with your time and your effort is what really matters, you know? And that's your brand. And gain, gain a lot of skills, so you have a lot of skills, and you can develop your life. The individual is one of the most important things, you know, because if we each develop and grow and carry our own weight and grow strong, we can work together, you know, and no one's a burden. Everyone carries their own weight. It's pretty, it's modest, you know, like, it's hard, though. It's very, very hard. It's very hard. And that doesn't mean that we all have to be the same. It's just like we have to cover our own bills, you know, like you have to be able to survive, basically. You have to be able to know how to survive and you have to have work ethic and you have to have some communication skills and you have to um, try to figure out how to focus, pay attention and just continue to push on, you know, that's in life in general. But the technology nowadays is crazy. Like you can develop a lot. Like I listen to so many podcasts. I listen to people that have been through much more than me. And, uh, for hours on end and professors and lectures and like, and just, I don't believe all the stuff, you know, but I take it in and then I can at least sort what I sort out what I believe. I like, I love hearing stuff that questions what I believe, you know, I search for that stuff. That's so fun. So I can just kind of like help, help figure out what I, what I'm trying to say and what I feel and what I actually believe. That's so important. So the podcast has been crucial, man. Just also, it's another thing about the podcast that's helped all I need skateboarding is uh, I, we have an audience, which is so cool. And now I can, like, turn that audience on to, like, the up-and-coming, you know, the people killing it. Like, my last few podcasts have been, you know, young dudes that I admire that have so much potential and are going for it, you know, at life. And they're keeping skating in their life and they're not letting it go, you know? Because it's funny, it's like... You get shamed for being a 35-year-old skateboarder. Some people will look at you weird if you're, like, there's a whole groups of people out there, like, think you're a bum because you're older and you skateboard. Meanwhile, you could just be a dude with a family and work a job and still skateboard, and you're older, you know? Like, <laughs> or you know, so it's strange. It's strange. There's, like, some weird society pressure at times, you know? Or maybe that's in my head. Who knows? <laughs> But, the, but yeah, just being able to, like, have this podcast as a platform to have people on to try to help them and share their story and get to know each other and just, to, I don't know. I feel like the more we talk together, the more we can inspire each other and figure out what we believe, you know? The podcast has been crucial for that. And let me say, too, is, like, I don't, like, a lot of people think that I'm, like, balling out of control or something. Or maybe, I don't know if a lot of people think that, but I feel like that's an impression. And the truth is, I still keep my 9 to 5, you know? Like, all the money I make has been going back into, like, growing the brand, doing skate trips, getting more art on skateboards, making more apparel. Um, yeah, it all goes back into work and, like, growth and trying to build something, you know? It's, like... I'm not free by any means, you know, I'm trying to be just like a lot of us are trying to find ways to monetize the things we love with the people we love. And I'm in that fight with you. Like, I've been there. I've been trying to figure this thing out since the recession because like, we literally have to rebuild. We have to rebuild the way we have done things because 
that's why we went through a recession, you know? We were going a way that's not working and it became evident that it's not working. So I feel like as individuals, it's our responsibility to find a way with the technology. It's like the only thing I can imagine, you know? And even at that, there's people out there trying to block those streams and slow things down and own things that could help humans thrive, you know? And like, there's a lot of people out there fighting to try to help connect and build these platforms and stuff like that. Uh, and to keep them open and free and like, as well, you know? It's a battle for sure, man. It's hard to know which ones to use nowadays and where the, you know, like, how to use them. That's another thing, like, um, vlogs. I, I've been vlogging. It's a weird word. I'm not gonna fucking joke around. It sounds weird. You know what ruins vlogging for some people? Is assholes that are, like, pretending so much to try to make a spot to get a sponsor or to please their sponsors. That ruins these things. They're just tools, like a podcast or a vlog or whatever you fuck you want to call them. It's just like a tool. Everyone should have access to them to do them. Don't, like, you can try to make fun of them or whatever. Like, certain people try to make fun of them and, like, it's not cool or whatever. It's like, it's just a fucking tool. It's like a skateboard, you know? It's like some people ride skateboards and their approach is nothing like what you like. It's all crap to you. And they're doing it for artificial, stupid, superficial reasons, you know? And, uh, but they have access to it too. It's a fucking tool. Like, you can't block people from skateboarding or using YouTube or using Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Like, what is it going? <laughs> It's so stupid because I look at these as tools that we could like, des we could try to build things like you could try to make a use YouTube to build up a following and have a community of people that are working together to, you know, promote something that they love and enjoy, you know, or it could be a podcast or to talk about the real experiences and the real depth of everyone's efforts and, and what we're really doing and spread ideas. You can use all these platforms to spread ideas and to communicate so we can all get better together, you know, and, and try to do what we love. Like instead of just working something, some job we hate, like this is a reality is like, if you don't own your time, someone else does. So I get annoyed when I hear people making fun of stuff, but I get it because there's a lot of people out there or maybe not a lot, but there's the loudest people out there are trying to market and sell you some shit and they're super corny about it and they're just pretending like, I don't know. I, it's just annoying. There's some people that use the platforms that just come off so annoying, right? And maybe I'm one of them to someone. I hope I am because I'm sure people are that diverse and, and I'm sure I'm an asshole. <laughs> that's the part of like that's hard about expressing yourself and trying to be open and honest too is like whenever you do it, it's like there's going to be someone that's going to shoot you down or make fun of you or try to look, try, try to think you're doing it for stupid reasons, you know, or whatever, you know. You just have to believe in what you're doing and have faith. <laughs> and just try to make sure you don't do damage instead you build up you know because some people just do damage and they think they're helping you know and i've been that person hope to not be that person ever i just want to help things grow so we can do sick shit together that's what the goal should be you know because <clears throat> it's like once you get your dream it's you if you can make your dream happen that's amazing right that's so amazing but if there's still 20 more years to go then what you know? So it has to be long-term. Whenever you think of doing a brand or a goal or just anything in life, like, you should aim. And just know that it's finite. Like, you have to let everything go when the ride's over, right? Like, it's all going to be gone. And that's tragic, but, like, <clears throat> build things with that in mind, you know? With the, with the notion that you got to let it go, you know? But you grow it. So it has to grow beyond you, I guess. Like, you have to have a lot of people involved and make it have substance and worth. Do things worthwhile, things you care about. That's how you'll be able to do it long term, is if you really care about what you're trying to do. If you're just trying to market and make money because you want to spend that money on some weird fucking thing, like, where it's just excess and easy, easy, doing the easier thing to escape work, it's like... 
you'll never really it won't be the same you know and it, it might actually become a prison by design like a hell of design you know that you didn't anticipate you know how I, the thing too that's crazy about life and growing up is like when you're young you don't even know what to do and people ship you off to like put you in debt right away and you're still kind of confused not not everyone but like that that's like a pitfall it's out there like they almost promise you security through education you know and uh it's like you're just a young person that's trying to figure it out and then you just get sucked up into the craziness of <laughs> it all you know or you make mistakes and like but you're like 40 grand in debt and whatever you went to school for didn't pay off or wasn't even what you're into. Like, that's a tough road, you know? Like, there has to be better ways. There's so many tools out there nowadays. <clears throat> okay, back to the mission. I think I talked about that. I wrote overcome shortcomings. Overcoming shortcomings. So, like, trying to get better. Try to realize that you're not perfect and there's things you could do and things you could focus on that would help and then try to do things daily like that that's been something that I've been practicing still working at it. you have to be optimistic to do that too because you have to wake up every day with a sense of purpose and uh, focus you know and some days that's hard you know something bad happens your mood or you've been doing that for too long that's the thing about knowing about balance is like Sometimes you work too much and you got to balance that out with just a day of just ridiculousness, you know, just dick jokes and skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah. Become the sponsor, help others. So, yeah, gain enough skills till you can sponsor yourself. And then once you can do that, try to build something that you can help others with yeah um be open to opportunities that's another one because i believe a lot of success that isn't achieved is because people held themselves back or self-sabotaged or they wanted something that they can't earn and that's like they use that as an excuse to not get better it's like yeah you want to be michael jordan but you have to put in all the fucking work, right? <laughs> you have to match it, you know? And then if you if you can't, then you got to keep going. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> That's the hard part, you know? Time, time will tell. Like, if you say, I love this thing, and you stay with it, and don't give up on it, and you find ways to keep it in your life, be, not because, not for profit, but just because that thing has been truthful and improved your life and those around you you know so that's worth investing in you know you have to get better you have to get better always at that and who knows how far we could take it like what the potential is if enough people individuals love skateboarding and took on the responsibility of building up the community and the industry of it who knows what the ceiling could be imagine the dreams you know and we have the access to communicate now so we can talk about the pitfalls and pass on history and understanding and legacy, you know. But we have to build it up, you know, because those that live and love skateboarding are the ones who have to help build that because they'll do it the correct way, you know. If you just leave it to a sponsor, they're going to come in and they're going to do turn it into a profit-making machine. And that's going to exist, you know. Like People will want to go ride the Olympics and, like, we were speaking about Niger, you know, like some there's a one percent or whatever, like that's what they want to do. But there's so much, so many pennies we could pick up, you know, and we could even use their side of skateboarding to help to help kind of if that gets more people into skating, then maybe they'll get into it and be like, oh, that's like not a not the most fun way to skate is like in a, always in a competition or for trying to one up and be the gnarliest or the most famous or marketed the most like that's not the best version of skating and there's so many other people that love skateboarding you know and invest in it and do cool stuff you know and we're all inclusive and help you know yeah i changed the title of this podcast um <laughs> during it 
Um, because originally the title of this podcast was going to be like something like advice, advice, hope I help or something, but it's just turned into advice to myself. <laughs> I, I'm learning as I get older and the more I've been listening to people and just taking information is that the individual, and I think we're all learning this, right? I imagine the individual <clears throat> is so important because it's one life. It's like, that's it. We're so lucky, you know what I mean, to be alive. And that right there is like empowering. You know? And if we could each realize that and take on that responsibility, it's so hard. Because <laughs> life is long, so we gotta remind each other why we're doing what we're doing and that we're grateful and we're happy, you know? And I'm I'm so I'm so thankful for all the people in my life. All the people in my life, thank you. You guys make things worthwhile. You know what I mean? Like, things mean nothing to me. Unless they're created by people, I, you know, that are awesome. <laughs> and that I know and love, you know? Like, that's, like... Yeah. I don't know. I would I would hate to, like... We've just had a hard time of, like, looking at humans as valuable. Especially in here <laughs> in America, you know? Kind of look at people as, like... Churn, like you put them into the slaughterhouse, you know, <laughs> make profit off of them. <laughs> however, however you can. There's been like a the wolves, right? Wolves of Wall Street. I guess they made a movie about that. Yeah, I'm sure everything I've said has already been said, but it helps to talk about it with you guys. All right, I think that's it. If you have any questions or, like, or if you want to just anything, not even questions, that's a weird way to put it, but, like, if you want to, if you have anything to say about this podcast, good or bad, email me, skate at hotmail.com. And if you have any skate footage out there, like, two minutes raw footage, preferably, and you want me to watch it, <laughs> I do this segment called In My Opinion, where I usually drink some coffee, smoke some weed, and I watch, um, dude's footage, whoever, Girls, boys, whatever. Send send your skate footage. Two minutes raw footage. I'll check it out and I'll give you my opinion. Um, it's been really fun to do. If you want to check out the ones I've done in the past, you can go to allineedskate.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel, All I Need Skate. Um, yeah, those are so fun to do. So if you want me to watch it, please email email me your footage. Because that's like one of the funnest things to do is watch people's new spots, new skating, new approach. It's heaven. That's my idea of heaven. Email me the footage. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's it, man. Hope I didn't sound like an asshole. Maybe I am an asshole. I don't know. But I hope I didn't sound like one too much. <laughs> Alright, later guys. That all I need life.